We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our emergency freedom alerts for March 21st, 2022. Uh, this is a listener sent me this, Julie, and it's the world's oceans regulate the amount of CO2 and carbon automatically. Global warming and climate change is a scam. This is the most definitive proof yet that global warming climate change story is a total scam and the Marxist socialist feeble attempt to take down the West. Anyone who takes a serious look at the real facts can see right through the scam. A science lesson on carbon dioxide to the Australian Senate. There's another built-in flaw in this bill and it goes to the parent legislation, the Offshore Petroleum and Greenhouse Gas Storage Act of 2006. OPGGS for short. This act supports the notion that the right place for carbon dioxide is buried underground instead of providing life-affirming food for a natural environment. Are we going nuts in this place? This is absolutely insane. According to NASA, carbon dioxide production by humans is... Remember, carbon dioxide is what plants use to exist. It's like, for us, oxygen is is the primary thing that we need regarding the air component and for plants it's carbon dioxide so there's been and i don't know if they've been able, uh, able to reverse this but as more carbon dioxide has been released into the atmosphere actually what the satellites have proven is that there's been a gigantic greening of the earth and again, this is why they don't want it out there because they don't want the earth going in a positive direction. Remember, Satan is at the top. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to destroy God's earth. And that would be destroying all the plant life. You kill all the plant life, you kill all the humans, and you kill all the animals. Analyzing the earth. I'll debunk that in a minute, but I want to show you the power of carbon dioxide and its significance. NASA quote, has found a quarter to a half of the Earth's vegetated lands has shown significant greening over the last 35 years due largely to rising levels of atmospheric carbon okay, dioxide. Okay, that just confirmed what I said. And you can see it on satellite imagery. And CSIRO has found the same. But note, they say due to rising atmospheric levels of carbon dioxide, they didn't say human production. Because we cannot, comp we cannot claim that carbon dioxide, including that from burning oil and gas and coal, is making crops grow faster and stronger, improving yields of food and fibre that feed and clothe the world. Because humans, human carbon dioxide, does not and cannot increase the carbon dioxide levels in the atmosphere. And I'll explain why. The Earth's atmosphere contains a certain amount of carbon dioxide. The Earth's oceans contain 50 to 70 times more carbon dioxide in dissolved form than in the entire atmosphere. The United Nations so-called Climate Agency admits this. The data shows that as the carbon dioxide, as water temperature rises, the solubility of carbon dioxide in water decreases and the oceans liberate carbon dioxide and we get a rise in the level of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. When the oceans cool due to that big ball in the sky that you see in the sun, see in the day, the sun, the oceans cool, it increases the solubility of carbon dioxide in, in the oceans and that takes carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. Nature itself produces an estimated 32 times more carbon dioxide every year than the entire production from humans. Entire production from humans. So what that means is that nature overwhelmingly dominates the level of carbon dioxide production. And in addition, the oceans control that level according to the temperature of the oceans. And there are many other factors to do with uh, the vegetation in the oceans, the vegetation on, on uh, the earth, on the land as well. So let me just give you a few more facts, because this is an absolutely ridiculous proposition to bury life-giving carbon dioxide in the ground, and worse, to do it at enormous cost. Firstly, let's get the term correct. The Labor I believe that's the thing, is they want to bury it in the ground some way, and then so it doesn't get into the air, so it won't green the earth. No, that's the real reason. Um so that all plant life will die that's why they want to bury it you know so it, it's just 
again, everything that we're, we're told in the mainstream media is typically all lies, and it's typically the exact opposite of what they're telling you. ...in the Greens keep referring to carbon dioxide, essential for all life on Earth, as carbon pollution. Right. Well, I'll ask you all to think about the term pollution in a minute. Carbon dioxide is a gas, colourless, tasteless, odourless, invisible. It is called a trace gas because the scientific community recognises that there's bugger all of it. There is 0.04% in the atmosphere. That's four one-hundredths of one percent. There's virtually nothing there. And yet it is essential for life on this planet. Because every one of us in this chamber, every human, every living organism, contains in every single cell in our bodies the element carbon. Now carbon's not very special in the universe, it's not very, it's not very uh, common in the universe. But the beauty of Earth, the miracle on Earth, is that carbon is... Now, it's, it's amazing too because there's not a lot of people in this room, and I'm assuming these are other people in the Senate, not one of them are looking at this guy. They're just looking either down at their, maybe their paperwork or computers or something in front of them, or they're just staring straight ahead. It's like they don't want to hear any truth. They just want to, you know, get this guy out of here and so they can just keep believing whatever lie they're believing. Concentrated. That element is concentrated. And that's what makes life possible on our planet. Carbon is a source of life. Every one of us, including the senators now looking down at the ground, yeah, exactly. are, making, are, are based on carbon. It's in every cell of our bodies. When we breathe, we take in oxygen. We also combine that in our, in our lungs, and lungs and digestive systems and our blood with carbohydrates. Carbon and hydrogen. Elements in our food that we take in. The carbon in those elements, in the food, produces carbon dioxide when combined with oxygen. The hydrogen combines with the oxygen to produce H2O, water. So our basic chemi chemistry is that we take in carbon, we take in hydrogen, and we produce water and carbon dioxide, which is essential for all the trees on this planet. Yes. How ironic that the Greens demonize carbon pollution because carbon dioxide Nature's trace element, trace gas, essential for all life on the earth, is essential for everything green we see on this planet, in the oceans and in the, and in, on the land. So carbon dioxide is essential for life. The level of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere is minuscule. The level of carbon dioxide is in the atmosphere is not affected by human impact because of the oceans. If humans produce slightly more or incredibly more, then the oceans release slightly less. If the, if the humans produce less carbon dioxide, then the, um, then the oceans release more. And we see that in the fact that after the global financial crisis in 2008, the world went into a recession. Most countries went into a recession. There was globally a recession. The level of energy used was less in 2009. And that means we produced less carbon dioxide from humans. And yet the level in the atmosphere continued to increase. So what that means, what that means if senators stop and pause and think in serving the people of Australia, is that it doesn't matter if humans cut our carbon dioxide output because the oceans will dictate the level in the atmosphere. So Senator Stirl talked about greenhouse gas storage and capture. It's a nonsense doesn't matter how much we pump into the ground and take away from the plants, it will not affect the level in the atmosphere. It will cost us, as the exp explanation I will give you later in this speech, $1.3 billion, as is the case, just for, just for one series of uh, burials for carbon dioxide from, from uh, power stations and cement plants in Norway. Every single person in this chamber right now takes in air with 0.04% of carbon dioxide. And we're all breathing out 4 to 5%. That is, we're increasing the carbon dioxide levels in our air by 100 times or more. You, according to the Greens, Senators, are all carbon polluters. Order, Senator Robert, the time being.
That was brilliant. Absolutely amazing and brilliant. And I, I did not know all everything he was talking about there. I didn't realize the, the oceans actually regulated the carbon. And that, you know, no matter what we're doing, you're not going to really change that. You're not going to shut down the oceans, what they're doing, most likely. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Satan might try to come up with something. But uh, just shows you how insane the whole thing about moving us into this zero carbon footprint and carbon credits and all this other gar just totally based on nothing but satanic lies. In fact, it's the exact opposite of what they're telling you. Typical. Uh, let's see here. Uh, this is a, um, somebody posted this and it said, um, and this is, this is now we're going to be getting more into the Ukraine thing. Just a heads up for those who understand the times that we're in. I grow wheat on a small scale. Last week I bought my seed stock. It was $41 per bag. Not exactly cheap compared to past year, but that's to be expected. I decided to get more because of the current situation. The price had already increased to $54. I went ahead and got what I needed just out of curiosity. I checked the price the next day and it was $67. Now remember, it started at uh, $41. I checked again the next morning and it was 73. When I checked later that afternoon, it was sold out. So it went from 41 to 73 to sold out within three days. Now this was just one vendor, but it's pretty sobering example of what, where we seem to be heading. In addition to diesel around here, it's running at 527 per gallon at the time of this post. Folks get ready. Now remember that Russia and Ukraine are pretty much the number one and two wheat producers on planet earth so if you have all that production shut down or none of it getting over to the united states you know again we should be able to supply our own in america but you're just going to see these skyrocketing prices unfortunately most likely ukraine silently implemented the wef's world economic forum's great reset by setting up a social credit application combining Universal basic income, or UBI, a digital identity, and a vaccine passport, all within their DIA app. Now, what I'm doing here is we're showing how Ukraine and the war in Ukraine is designed to bring us into the next phase of the Great Reset, the Fourth Industrial Revolution that, that Luciferian Satanist Klaus Schwab is trying to bring us into, and all of his uh, young leaders or whatever like putin's one of them um trudeau macron uh basically you name it they're they're most of them are are that's their mentor so in a logic of digitizing and centralizing everything the ukrainian government launched in 2020 an application called dia which brings together identity card passport license vaccination record registrations insurance health reimbursement social benefits and more of millions and more of millions of Ukrainian residents, all of these things are combined into one, which again, that's going to be the essence of the mark of the beast. It's not just going to be buying and selling. You're going to have everything tied. And I'm not saying my listeners, but for those that take the mark, they're going to have everything tied into this, your identity, your passport, your licenses, your vaccination records, your registrations, your insurance, everything, your bank account. And they're already doing this in the Ukraine with this, uh dia thing this uh digital identity that they are they've already implemented it as you know here governments want to move towards digit digit digitization of everyday life by bringing together almost all services on your telephone while the european union had announced to test to digitize the vaccination record wallet and identities in 2018 ukraine was very quick to react deploying the dia application already two years ago since then the platform continues to grow uh, the ukrainians can download this dia app and store a whole lot of information in order to carry out most of the administration administrative procedures from tax paying to identity paper this is why i've been screaming for years whenever you can go old school whenever you can use paper documents whenever you can use cash whenever you can do any of these things whenever you can ditch your smartphone do it 
go as old school as possible because this is where it all ends up all the stuff with the smart things and in, in, in the smartphones and you know they're trying to bring everything into your smartphone which again is intricately tied to this dia app but i hope you can all see where it's going to end up if humanity just keeps doing that with COVID 19 the government has announced that the payment of benefits will be conditional upon the presence of vaccination certificate on the app see they got you right where they want you if if you give into this they own you they own you when this is when reality catches up with george orwell so let me read that last sentence again and again they're gonna do try to do this everywhere they're already doing it here in america they've just kind of went they're doing it more stealth now they're trying to kind of keep everybody's eye off the whole covid 19 thing because if so many people are dropping dead we're going to get into that but with covid 19 the government has announced that the payment of benefits will be conditional upon the presence of a vaccination certificate on this dia app as of the start of 2021 the control app had already claimed more than 4.5 million active users and as they get more people the easier it is to, to put pressure on the ones that aren't doing it as of the end of 2021 more than 12 million ukrainians so at the start it was 4.4 million at the end of 2021 12 million ukrainians were using the dia app showing an almost five-fold increase compared to the end of 2020 where it was only 2.5 million so that is alarming but again expected and along those lines the next report is 10 signs the war in the ukraine is part of the great reset while the pandemic acclimatized the world to lockdowns normalized the acceptance of experimental medications precipitated the greatest transfer of wealth to corporations by decimating the sm smes and adjusted the muscle memory of workforce operations and preparation for a cybernetic future an added vector was required to accelerate the economic collapse before nations can build back better i present be below several ways in which the current economic the, the current conflict between russia and ukraine is the next catalyst for the economic forums great reset and this is why i've been saying from the beginning of this understand that this has all been pre-planned that the luciferians at the top of the food chain are controlling both sides but they're doing it under the whole thing of oh wow here's a war good guy bad guy coke pepsi now i'm not saying there's not atrocities being committed but i'm saying keep your eye on the puppet masters regarding this whole thing because even putin is one of the young global leaders that was under klaus schwab this is a catalyst for the world economic forum's great reset agenda facilitated by an interconnected web of a global stakeholders and a diffuse network of private public partnerships here here are some of the reasons here the war number one the war between russia and ukraine is already causing unprecedented disruption to global supply chains exacerbating fuel shortages and inducing chronic levels of inflation well we're all seeing that we just i just read you the thing from the wheat farmer yeah that's bit but again it's by design on purpose therefore the world economics forms ominous prediction that we will own nothing and be happy by 2030 seems to be unfolding with horrifying rapidity two the war's economic fallout will lead to a dramatic downsizing of the global workforce and a, a lot of that's from the ai stuff but a reoccurring theme in klaus schwab's shaping the future of the fourth industrial revolution there's a link to that is the is that the groundbreaking technological and scientific innovations will no longer be relegated to the physical world around us but become extensions of ourselves well that's when we we again the first upgrade were the COVID shots that's where you've got your first cyborg upgrade because of all the graphene oxide and nanotech that are in the shots that are that are interfacing with the 5g network and the 5g base stations and the 5g satellites you're getting if anybody that got their shots are probably getting upgrades and updates and they don't even know they're getting them and only god knows what kind of nanotech is being built in your body from all the graphene oxide from the shots 
See, he's saying, Klaus Schwab's saying that groundbreaking technological and scientific innovations will no longer be relegated to the physical world around us, but become extensions of ourselves. The tech is going to be inside us. Cyborgs, not, not anybody that took the shots, the COVID shots, but those that did, they're already cyborgs to a certain extent, part machine, part human being. Having their DNA being defiled all the while as well. He emphasizes the primacy of emerging technologies in a next generation workforce and highlights the urgency to push ahead with plans to digitize several aspects of the global labor force through scalable technology-based solutions. Those spearheading the Great Reset seek to manage geopolitical risk by creating new markets which revolve around digital innovations, e-strategies, telepresence labor, artificial intelligence, robotics, nanotechnology, which is what's in all the COVID recipients, uh, and the Internet of Things and the Internet of Bodies. Internet of Bodies. All of these things we've talked about quite a bit. Number three. The war has significantly reduced Europe's re reliance on the Russian energy sector and reinforced the centrality of the UN Sustainable Development Goals and the net zero the carbon emissions we just talked about, which lies at the heart of the Great Reset. So the whole net zero carbon emissions which is what lies at the heart this is why we got to give up all of our rights because carbon's horrible and we're air breathers and we're putting out more carbon and and some of the factories are even though it's totally regulated through the ocean even though the plants needed to live and survive and the more carbon dioxide's in the atmosphere the better they do we're going to give up all of our rights based on this total gigantic satanic lie so we can get to net zero, which would mean everybody on the planet dead. But hey, that's what Satan wants. You know? Mission accomplished. Sustainable goals of, of the of the UN. Here, here they are. I'm gonna I'm gonna read you all 17. No poverty. Yeah, right. Like that's ever gonna happen. They have the ability to to feed and do and uh, all of these things, but they won't they, they make sure that these nations stay impoverished and corrupted and bought sold and paid for by them the powers that be then zero hunger yeah right the everything that they're saying they want they don't want they want the exact opposite they want maximum poverty they want maximum suffering they want maximum hunger but see when you're you're satan you just say something and you mean the opposite one of them to call evil good and good evil Three, good health and well-being. Right, yeah. That's why they polluted everything with all the, you know, polluted the food supply, the water supply, introduced GMOs, pesticides all over everything, chemtrailing us like cockroaches all the time, pouring chlorine and fluoride into the water supplies. Yeah, uh, uh, defiling our bodies with DNA defiling vaccines filled with graphene oxide. Yeah, because they want good health and well-being for everybody. I'll tell you what, Hellfire is going to be white hot, baby, for these, for these behind this. White hot. Quality education. Yeah, that's why they've dumbed down as much as possible and corrupted and perverted the educational systems. I know in America and I'm sure everywhere around the world. Right. Every, everything's a lie. Gender equality. Total lies. Absolute total lies. It's the exact opposite. Uh clean water and sanitation again more just everything they're saying is a lie i'm not even gonna i don't even want to read the rest it's you, you can read them for yourself policymakers marching lockstep with the great reset have capitalized on the tough sanctions against russia by accelerating the shift towards toward green energy and reiterating the importance of decarbonization again got to get rid of all the carbon just think back to that little speech we just heard the importance of decarbonization as, as part of the fight against climate change. Therefore, the war offers a huge impetus for the governments pushing the reset to actively pursue energy independence, shape markets toward green and inclusive growth, and eventually move populations toward a cap-and-trade system, otherwise known as the carbon credit economy, where everything you'll be doing will be monitored, you'll have certain carbon credits, that, you know, I guess you can spend, but you can't go over it. And if you do, you're going to incur penalties. Um, 
and it'll, it only the rich will be able to afford stuff and the ultra poor will just get more ultra poor and that's what they want until everybody's dead because that's how much satan cares about you this will centralize power in the hands of stakeholders under the guise of reinventing capitalism through fairer and greener means using deceptive slogans like build back better Four, food shortages created by the war will offer a major boon to the synthetic biological industry. Oh, like the Frankenmeat stuff? Yeah, the Impossible Burger from, from uh, Burger King. As he makes out with Ronald McDonald. Did you see that disgusting commercial? It was like a year or two ago. The, the guy from Burger, like the Burger King, the guy was making out with like Ronald McDonald. So it was just, ugh. Yeah, because they're buddies now, evidently. They're gay buddies i guess i i don't know um i'm not making that up that re really was on there it was sickening uh but yeah the war will offer a major boon to synthetic biology industry as the convergence of digital technologies with material science and biology will radically transform the agricultural sector and encourage the adoption of plant-based and lab-grown alternatives that lab-grown franken meat don't you want your meat that you're eating grown in a laboratory setting like frankenstein would in some type of blood medium, you know, in a, in a Frankenstein-like setting, the Impossible Burger meat, but, you know, like, like Soylent Green, it's it's they'll just take the dead bodies and Soylent Green is people type of thing. Yeah, that same whole concept probably. Yeah, no big deal though, you know. Or or where now this big gigantic industries are being created where they want us to eat like bugs and crickets and in every kind of nasty insect that you can possibly think of because that'll be the only food available. Russia and Ukraine are both breadbaskets of the world and critical shortages in grains, fertilizers, vegetable oils, and essential foodstuffs will catapult the importance of biotechnology to food security and sustainability. Whenever you hear the word sustainability, it's always a buzzword for basically um, bringing in, getting us to the new world order, but stripping us of all of our rights, stripping us of all of our liberty and, you know. That's basically what it always means. And giving birth to several imitation meat startups, similar to the impossible foods. They call it impossible because it's impossible to, to uh, eat and keep down, probably. Uh, which was co-funded by none other than Bill Gates. One can therefore expect more governmental regulation to usher in dramatic overhaul to industrial food production and cultivation, ultimately benefiting agribusiness and biotech investors, since food systems will be redesigned through emerging technologies to grow sustainable proteins and the CRISPR gene-edited patented crops, Franken-crops. See, if it's, if it's in God's creation, it has to be defiled from a demonic standpoint. And that's why they're doing all this. Russia's, uh, no, fifth point, Russia's exclusion from the SWIFT, the Society for World Inter Interbank Financial Telecommunication, foreshadows an economic reset, which will generate precisely the kind of blowback necessary for corralling large swaths of the global population into a technocratic control grid. So again, I'm saying all of this so we can clearly see that this whole conflict between Ukraine and Russia was pre-planned by design on purpose with very specific goals in mind bringing us into the old from the old world order into the new world order into that fourth industrial revolution of klaus schwab as several economists have opined weaponizing swift and chips which is the clearinghouse interbank payment system and the u.s dollar against russia will only spur geopolitical rivals like china to accelerate the process of de-dollarization meaning they're not going to be using the american dollar to do international business, I believe. The shift to crypto, oh, cryptocurrency? Yeah, that I've been warning about so much since we started talking about it, yeah. The shift to crypto could be the dress rehearsal to eventually expedite plans for programmable money overseen by a federal regulator. See, again, if we go to crypto, if we go to full digitized currency, guess what? They're gonna know every dollar and dime you're spending. They can control your spending, they can empty your little uh, digitized bank account whenever they want. That's why I've been so against it. It is the it is absolutely one hundred percent necessary. 
if you're going to have the mark of the beast eventually, and they're trying to move us and jockey us into that position, if you're going to have the mark of the beast where you can buy, sell, or trade, save you have the mark in the right hand of the forehead, you're going to have to have a digitized currency. You're going to have to have something like that. Can't have paper. Can't have real gold and silver in that particular environment. That's why I've been so against it. Because I know where it ends up down the line. The shift to crypto could be the dress rehearsal to eventually expedite plans for programmable money overseen by a federal regulator leading to greater amassing of power in the hands of a powerful global technocracy and thus sealing our enslavement to financial institutions. Exactly. Six, it is now common knowledge that the digital IDs are the central plank in the World Economic Forum's Great Reset agenda. We just talked about how Ukraine's totally going over to that concept of digital IDs which is the central plank in the World Economic Forum's Great Reset Agenda. Who's, who's the head of that? Klaus Schwab, Satan, Satan's right-hand man, and are to be streamlined across industries, supply chains, and markets as a way of advancing the UN's 2030 SDGs, which are Sustainable Development Goals, which we just read you some of them. I read you about five out of the 17, nauseating all lies. This is the way having digital IDs will um, accelerate and advance the UN's 2030 Sustainable Development Goals and delivering individualized and integrated services in the future smart cities. Many have cottoned on how such a platform can be used to usher in a global system of technocratic population control and compliance by incorporating humanity into a new corporate value chain where citizens are mined as data commodities for ESG investors and the human capital bond markets and assigned a social and climate score based on how well they measure up against the UN uh, sustainable development goals, which is basically what they're, they're doing in China. Everything's monitored. Everything you do is, they've got cameras everywhere. Everything you do, spend your your neighbor, everybody around your potential little narcs that can turn you in. And this will be, you'll be assigned a social and climate score based on how well you measure up. So you better stay in line. That Black Mirror episode where they had like that woman and, and she was so like, everybody was obsessed with maintaining their, their score. And, and people could downvote you if you didn't, if they didn't like you or, or if they didn't, you know, if you didn't tip them enough or whatever, and everybody was each other's own little Nazi brown shirt policing everybody. Well, that's the world I want to live in. I mean, it really is. And the more we go to the smart digitization, the smartphones, the digital IDs, and all this, we're moving in that direction. And this is why I say resist it whenever you can. Resist it. Because where it ends up is a right a mark in the right hand on the forehead. If you follow it to its logical conclusion, I'd rather get off the train now and be inconvenienced. Of course, I've never really got on that train. But I would rather get off the train now and be more inconvenienced and, and, and do things more old school so you're not in the system, so you're harder to track, so you're making yourself a smaller target, which is what I've always said to do. I'm just a big believer in that there's a lot of things I believe God will meet us halfway. But if we're we're showing no restraint and we're just going along with the system and doing whatever everyone else is doing, how is God going to help us out, you know, in certain other areas? I just feel like we should do our part is, is the point I'm trying to make. I'm not talking about earning your salvation or anything like that. But I try to do my part. I try not to be a hypocrite with these types of things. I try to go old school as much as I could, I could probably do a better job. I just feel like you, you need to try to meet God halfway on a lot of these things. This seamless verification of people and connected devices and smart environments can only take place once our biometrics, health records, finances, educational transcripts, consumer habits, carbon footprint, and the entire sum of our human experiences is stored on an inoperable database like your smartphone to determine our conformity to the UN Sustainable Development Goals. That's where everything is, is moving toward. Every time you upgrade your smartphone and go to a whatever, every time you give into the system in another particular way, you're moving yourself closer to that 
direction, in that direction. You are. I'm not being trying to be mean or browbeat people or whatever. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm stating facts. It's not going away. It's not going to go away until Jesus comes back in the thousand-year millennial reign of Christ starting right after the seven-year tribulation. This isn't going to get any better. Oh, okay. Maybe Nasera Gesera will kick in and we'll have a time of reprieve. I don't know. But that's going to just lead us into the New World Order anyway. With an economy teetering on the brink of collapse due to a global supply crunch, I believe the resulting economic tremors will trigger wartime emergencies across the world and the public will be told to brace themselves for rationing. This is why it's so wise to store food, water, things of this nature. Once this takes place, the multilateral adoption of digital IDs will interface with the central bank digital currencies and they can be touted as the solution to effectively manage and distribute household rations under an unprecedented state of emergency and exception. Yeah, I mean, if, if we are brought into World War III and then the grocery stores are shut down and things of this nature, you know, yeah, I could see how something like this. But I think they're going to have to have more of the digi digital IDs in place uh, for that to happen. But, you know, I don't know. The Bank of England has already floated the prospect of programmable cash, which can be spent on essentials or goods, which an employer or a government deems sensible. They're already doing the same thing in, Ch in China. I've reported on it. Oh, you, you can't buy that. You, you, you can buy one of these, but you can't buy three of them. That's unnecessary. You don't need that. And now, you're, now your little social credit score just went down because you tried to buy that. Oh, it's, it's like, I mean, I don't like that expression, hell on earth, because that's not a, but it's, it's, it's bad. It's really, really bad in China. You're monitored everywhere. You got to worry about your neighbors narking you out everywhere you go. You better be a good little brown shirt global citizen and do everything the right way or there, or you will suffer. I've played the videos before. It's, oh man. The Bank of England has, and I, I already read this, but the Bank of England has already floated the prospect of programmable cash, which can be spent on essential goods, essentials or goods, which an employer or a government deems sensible. Do you understand why we do not want, I mean, we don't want to fee our currency system, but we don't want cash. We don't want paper money, coinage. We do not want that to go away. This is why when you, you should try to use that as much as possible, you're not creating a paper trail and you're telling the businesses by you using cash that this is what I want to do. The New World Order is monitoring all of this. The more people that just use their credit cards to do everything, they're like, okay, well, they're good global citizens. They're ready for the, for the Great Reset. We, we, they got their smartphones. They're already using credit cards to pay for everything. They don't use cash at all. They're already ready. You're, you're, selling, you're telling them loud and clear, Satan, yes, I'm ready. I'm ready to go forward. Let's let's do this digital ID. Let's really go for it. Let's do what they're doing in Ukraine. Where all my thing, you'll say, well, no, I won't do that. Well, but you've already told them that I'm willing to do this. Again, I'm, I'm not trying to be mean to my listeners. I'm just, I hope you can see where this is going. Once the issuer is granted control over how it is spent by the recipient, it will become nigh impossible to function adequately without a digital ID, which will be required to receive food parcels and obtain a basic means of subsistence. Think UBI or universal basic income. If food inflation continues on an upward trajectory with no signs of abating, governments may institute price controls in the form of rationing, and ration entries that could, that could be logged on blockchain ledgers on the digital ID to track our carbon footprint and consumptive habits during a national emergency. I'm telling you, this is, this is what's coming. Everything that we just talked about, this is all in the works. 
and they're going to try to implement it every step along the way. And the more, the less resistance to them, the better is, you know, all I'm saying. Then we have this devil. Beware, more tyranny incoming from Joe Biden's new COVID czar. Got a new COVID czar. A freedom-hating despot who's pushing mandatory vax passports for Americans to simply live our everyday lives. The demolition of the old world order to usher in the tyrannical new world order is in full gallop, which is one of the things I've said over and over. So here's a picture of this devil. Uh, this, uh, let's see here. Biden's new COVID czar, the face of the wannabe tyrant. Okay, so it's Dr. Aishis Gia. Uh, this starts out by saying, while well, much of America and the world slowly return, return to normal, yeah. Uh, following a two-year experiment featuring the wannabe dictators locking down the human race, we'll remind you of the words of the Democrat politician Rahm Emanuel, who once said, quote, you never want to, a serious crisis to go to waste. And what I mean by that is, is an opportunity to do things that you think you could not do before. Perfectly illustrated in this new story over at Reuters titled COVID-19 pandemic is far from over, says who official. Uh, over the past two years now, we've witnessed from COVID to the lightning fast buildup of World War III, the controlled demolition of the past world order as they usher in the new one. And while in March, as we march towards spring and summer, as the warmer weather arrives, it might seem that COVID was a lifetime ago. The fact that Joe Biden just appointed a brand new COVID czar who has already urged mandatory vaccine passports for all Americans while pushing for a much heavier government crackdown shows the new despot has already arrived in town. So we'll explore within this story uh, Dr. Aishis Gia replacing Jeffrey Zients as Biden's White House COVID-19 response coordinator and this uh, Jaya guy looking at none other other than Anthony Fauci as his role model while advocating every American should be required to get a vaccine passport to participate in society. And see, this is where they want to get you in the door with the digital IDs that we were just talking about. They want to get you in the door with a mandatory vaccine passport, which will then end up being connected with everything, every every aspect of your life through your smartphone. And I believe it's just why they went through that thing now that just happened where they phased out all the 3G cell towers. And they said, if you've got a 3G phone, you've got to upgrade to our new whatever smartphones. And um, because they're trying to get everybody on the planet with a smartphone, with all of their all of their identity connected to that. That's why they did it. I mean, granted, yeah, they want to bombard us with more 5G and 4G. Sure, I get that. But the main reason is they're trying to get it, jockey humanity into position where everybody will have a phone where their whole life will be tied into. That's why. So um, going forward here, he looks at Anthony Fauci as his role model. And every American needs to have a vaccine passport to participate in society. The rush toward totalitarianism in America will continue unabated unless the American people put a final stop to the madness. Then we have this. Depopulation. COVID vaccines projected to kill 10 times the number of Holocaust victims. I believe it's the, you know, the Holocaust of the German uh, Holocaust against the Jews and the gypsies and, and those. I believe that's what they're in reference to. Uh, 10 times the number of Holocaust victims in 2022 alone. Analysis vax death rates are far higher than previously reported. The Biden regime is paying doctors to push vaccines. A statistical analysis of sudden cardiovascular deaths have been published by the expose. And according to the evidence, the Chinese Communist Party virus uh, COVID vaccine is projected to cause over 62.3 million excess deaths in 2022 alone. Only 62.3 million excess deaths this year? That's all? That's all the kill shot's going to do? Really? According to the report, cardiovascular deaths have doubled for the FIFA soccer players who are fully vaccinated every three months throughout through the entire year of 2021. The vax more than doubles your risk of dying from a heart attack within a five-year span. 
And if this trend continues, the number of deaths from the jab will kill 10 times the amount of those who died in the Holocaust in just 2022 alone. Nothing to see here, though. Keep moving. You know, no big deal. Just, it's again, it's just pre premeditated mass genocide of humanity, all under the guise of your health, you know, you doing the right thing, you being a good global citizen. Steve, Dr. Stephen Gundry spoke at the American Heart Association in November, and he reported that the um, COVID kill shot more than doubles a person's chances of having a heart attack within five years. That's, again, why we should just call them COVID kill shots. Because if it don't kill you now, it's going to kill you later. Evidence showed that inflammatory markers rose significantly after the second dose, and with repeated doses, they only increased, putting a strain on the person's heart. If a heart muscle continues to be overworked, for, in somebody that has the kill shot, the person will have a heart attack. Something that has become prevalent in young athletes. Obviously, not everyone will die, but those who do survive will probably never have the same quality of life again. Those FIFA players who have suffered from heart attacks, like Sergio Aguero, a player from Manchester, will never be able to play professional sports again. Yeah. Uh, going, continuing, according to John Hopkins University, nearly 51.6% of the world's population has now been uh, inoculated with the kill shot. Approximately 8.9 million people die annually from cardiac events. The analysis shows that the 8.9 million average could potentially jump by 71.2 million. Wow. I mean, okay, let's do some math here. I mean, that's not too bad, right? 8.9 million dying from cardiac incidences. Um, hey, that's only an 800% increase in... Um, cardiac events that people die from if it goes from 8.9 million deaths on average worldwide if it jumps to 71.2 million i mean it's only an 800 percent increase it's no big deal there's nothing to see here at all uh, this is only an analysis of heart attack events post-vax and doesn't account for the other adverse reactions. Oh, you mean like the over 12,000 side effects just from the Pfizer shot alone that the FDA or, or that they were forced to release? Yeah. Wow, okay. Again, not, nothing really much to report on here, but, um, you know. A German researcher has analyzed data from several countries and it and revealed that there have been thousands more daily deaths from COVID vaccines than what the governments are letting on. Professor Christoph Kubander from the University of Regensburg described the analysis as an extremely alarming situation and that people are dying of the vaccine daily without us even being aware of it, according to publishers. Yeah, because the mainstream news is going to be silent on all of this. Professor Kubander um, happened to come across a recent preprint study in the Journal of ResearchGate where the authors examined the UK's ONS vaccine mortality surveillance report. The report noted further, these deaths appear to be directly the result of vaccinations. It's just too coincidental to be dismissed, the report continues. And remember, this is in just the UK. In his interview with Service TV, the professor said, when you express this in numbers, it translates to 700 more deaths per day on average. That's just in the UK, and that's probably very conservative. It would be like two commercial planes full of people crashing every day. I would say that's jumbo jets. Just two full planes, just in the UK alone, crashing every day of excess deaths from the kill shot because they love you so much and care about your health. When it, remember, one of the UN's sustainability goals is your health and well-being. And then that's not to mention all the agony that leads up to you dying and all the agony you put your family through because they're grieving over you because now you're gone. Doctors are being paid to talk, talk parents into vaccinating their children as well. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services announced that it is now requiring states to cover COVID-19 vaccine counseling visits uh, in which the healthcare providers talk to families about the importance of kids' vaccination because they need to die too. 
The policy applies to all children covered by Medicaid. Medicaid provides health insurance coverage to over 40% of all children in the United States and are, is a significant source of coverage for black and brown children and just the, you know, the minorities. 40%? You mean, it just seems like they're really going after the minorities and the black and the brown. I thought that they were the ones that white people bad, you know, all the others good, but why are they trying to kill them more? Then I don't I don't get it. I guess it's because they care so much. They care so much. Then we have this: millions of people fully vaccinated for COVID are now suffering from excruciating illnesses. A blogger who calls himself a Midwestern doctor has issued a warning that the Wuhan coronavirus COVID kill shot vaccine adverse events are far more prominent than many people realize. Potentially millions of fully vaccinated people are now suffering with a range of jab-induced illnesses that may not be curable. And the unfortunate reality for them is that they will probably never find the answers or the solutions they need. I've tried to use very neutral language to describe these events, but this has been a very difficult process for me to watch. The doctor wrote, referring to the many stories that are pouring in from the vaccine-damaged folks. Initially, it was believed that, more, that the more serious side effects at least would be minimal. Only a tiny fraction of people we were told would even know they took the shots afterwards because their health would be just fine. This is proving to be very false. Um, he said, quote, once the vaccine was released to the general public, I began seeing patients appear for various acute autoimmune and neurological conditions. I would classify as moderate immediately following vaccination at a much higher rate than I, I had expected. Each time they told me the other doctors they saw either insisted the reaction was either not linked to vaccination or the fact that they had reaction was really a good sign. Because if they ended up getting COVID, the adverse effect event would not would have been much, much worse. Yeah, what a lie for the pit of hell. Shortly after, I then began having friends contact me inquiring if the vaccine could cause a fatal heart attack or a stroke. Oh, like we just talked about? Yeah. Something I had not anticipated would occur. As the official narrative surrounding the safe and effective injections continued to crumble, the doctor began compiling data to compare what is actually happening in real life as opposed to what the corporate-controlled horror media and the government are claiming is the case. Among the deadly side effects observed by the doctor are strokes and blood clots, hemorrhages, heart conditions, sudden death, anaphylaxis and allergies, other neurological conditions, psychiatric conditions, autoimmune disorders and chronic fatigue, immune suppression and cancer, menstruation irregularities and miscarriages, and birth defects. There are also very strange effects the doctor further noted that, quote, I cannot explain the mechanism for. This is perhaps due to the fact that the messenger RNA technology has never been before used in humans, and thus the damage it causes is new to those in the medical field. Yeah, just more good news. See, I'm not going to let this die because it's just... The mainstream media just wants you to act like COVID, you know, never happened and wait for the next pandemic. We need to constantly be reminded of the horrific ongoing deaths and side effects that are happening now because so many millions are vaccinated with this COVID kill shot. Be sure to read the full report with stories at a midwesterndoctor.substack.com. I'll give you the link there. The COVIDVictimVaccine.com website has a plethora of stories about jab injuries and death. Uh, the latest news about COVID-19 vaccine injuries can be found at ChemicalViolence.com. And there's more links there if you want to avail yourself to that. Then we have this. Wall Street Analyst. In a video yesterday, Wednesday, on World Net Daily, a former Wall Street executive whose analysis of the CDC data shows an alarming rise in deaths among millennials over the past year amid the COVID vaccine rollout said he's hoping to start a national conversation that will penetrate an establishment media blackout how are you going to penetrate something that's bought sold and paid for though anyway by emboldening people across the government and private industry to speak out edward dowd a wall street insurance analyst with whom he has and a wall street insurance analyst with whom he has teamed concluded the cdc data showed the millennial generation suffered a vietnam war event with more than 61,000 excess excess deaths from March 21st to February uh, March 21st 2021 to February 
2022. There was a particularly significant spike in mortality in the fall of 2021. He said that cannot be explained by the Delta variant opioid suicides or any other causes. The only signal that makes sense to me is the vaccines, said Dow. You don't have to agree with me, he added, but I'm hoping that this starts a national conversation and let's have Senate hearings. Oh yeah, right, that's gonna happen. And let's get some experts involved. But so far, the mainstream media doesn't have any interest in what we are saying. The millennials, about ages 25 to 40, are experiencing a 84% increase in excess, excess mortality over that period we just mentioned. 84% increase in excess mortality. Dowd found it was the highest increase in excess deaths in any age group last year. Yeah. More fruit of the kill shot. Here's just some COVID kill shot headlines from the last week or so. In New York, 26.9% of Medicare age patients who received Fauci's five-day remdesivir protocol died. Then the lies of Pfizer, the billion-dollar cash payment from Biden to media. Then bombshell, Fauci owns the patent on the SARS-CoV-2 GP120 HIV insertion. Remember I said there's HIV components of the HIV virus in the vaccine? Yeah. Well, he it just so happens Fauci owns that patent, which destroys the body's cancer-killing T-cells. Now, again, nothing to really see here. Let's just keep moving. Uh, vaccine warning, messenger RNA spike proteins linked to infertility in the next generation via engineered ovarian fa failure. Great. Um, then, killer COVID nurses say we stayed for the paycheck. Yeah, read that one. Then Pfizer, the FDA hid the data showing the clinical trials failed, says former BlackRock advisor. Next report, pharmaceutical giant Gilead spent $250 million bribing doctors and hospitals to push the deadly, uh, I imagine, COVID drugs on patients. Oh, just to push deadly drugs on patients. Yeah. And the last little report here, longtime listener Tracy, she said that... Um, the con job 19, meaning the COVID-19 thing, has been paused. It's not going away, though. I was in the car today on my way back home, and ABC said the con job uh, 19 cases are spiking again. Oh, yeah. And it has now been found to exist in wastewater systems. She said, I took my mother-in-law to a kidney center at our local hospital, and they wanted us to wear their chemically laden masks, another component of them killing us off and defiling us. Uh with you know the graphene oxide in the mask and all the other chemicals in the masks uh, they wanted us to wear their chemically laden masks instead of the white cotton ones we had on so see that just shows you how wicked and evil they are they're like no no you wear our our death masks you can't wear your white cotton masks no that's not good enough we want you to die so wear these be a good little conforming citizen and then she said, I said, I said, no, I will not. They wanted my driver's license then for contact tracing, which again, I've warned about over and over. And I responded, not happening. Amen. Resistance is key. I said, please have one of the volunteers wheel her up and I'll wait outside. Uh, it becomes more insane as the weeks go by. The pervert Klaus Schwab global leaders, I would say the Masonic Luciferian Satanist Kabbalists pretty much have all their people in place. Um, I said, I agree. This shows how the mask thing is totally just another genocide weapon. I, again, I've done whole studies on what the masks do to you. You know, it puts you in immediate oxygen deprivation. It puts you into immediate excess carbon dioxide environment. You have the chemicals in the mask. You have the mask acting as a breeding ground for the very bacteria you're supposedly trying to whatever. They're not meant to, they're not even meant for these types of applications. They're meant for like one-term use in surgery for like, you know, an hour or two or three or whatever, but not to be worn all day. It's just total insanity. And again, um, I just, as I normally do, I'll, the recommended protocol for COVID-19 and the shedding from COVID-vaxxed, it's basically my recommended protocol for keeping your immune system at the highest possible um, state so that you, whether it's COVID-19 or whatever Franken bioweapon they're trying to put out, you're not going to succumb to that. So it's so all, all my recommendations. 
um, from the Invive Silver to the Selenium to the Vitamin C to the Zinc to the Calcium to the D3 to the Iodine to the NAC to the Fulvic Acid to the Quercetin to the Natokinase to these things you can do for your lungs for and also for parasite eradication. All my protocols are in there and also the Stroke Recovery Protocol that I'm also now including with this in every study because a lot of people have had tons of issues again with the strokes and the blood clots and things of this nature which we've talked quite a bit about anyway um that's all we have for today so god bless you and lord willing we will see you in the next audio